0: Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 754. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're absolutely free, including the postage and the handling. Uh, I've got a very strong message uh, for you, a whole series of them from the Book of Revelation. Book of Revelation means... uh, this book is to be revealed the knowledge of it and the understanding and the wisdom of it and at the end of time. And therefore it's very easy to understand now. And therefore we know as another sign that this is the end of time. So we've got that and we're in the first chapter and I'm going to be starting out at verse four. We have songs. And letters, but right now let's pray that you, Father God, will continue anointing me and bring uh, the your whatever it is that you're going to bring to the us and the people of the world, the church, the body of Christ, the New Jerusalem, your bride, and the rest of the world, the knowledge that and the wisdom and the spiritual understanding that you want them to have in these last days. Rebuke Satan, and also give way for us, Lord, to have uh, every open door that it is that you want us to have. Rebuke every attempt that Satan is uh, attempting to do. Rebuke it, Lord. Bind it. Don't let it happen in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone uh, says, Amen. Amen. Okay, now here I am with uh, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps to sing for you Joshua Fit the Battle.
1: Joshua Fit the Battle on Jericho, on Jericho. Jericho, well, Joshua fit the bed around Jericho And the walls come tumbling down God knows that Joshua fit the bed around Jericho Around Jericho, and Jericho Well, Joshua fit the bed around Jericho And the walls come tumbling down Good morning, Sister Mary Good morning, Brother John Well, I want to stop and talk with you And tell you how I come along I know you heard about Joshua He was the son of Nun. He never stopped his work until, well, until his work was done, God knows that. Joshua, beat the battle of Jericho, 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 baby. Joshua, beat the battle of Jericho, when the walls come a double down you may, you may talk about your men of Gideon, you may brag about the men of Saul, but there's a man like Joshua at the battle of Jericho. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand, the, that. That be the battle Jericho. Like Jericho, like Jericho, like Jericho well. be the walls down, you may talk about your military, you may brag about the King of Saul, but there's none like Joshua at the Battle of Jericho. Well, the helmet the Joshua spear so well not twirling really long. And upon his hip was a double-edged sword, and his mouth was a gospel horn. Yet bold oh, and brave he stood, salvation in his hand. God broke and ran home, Joshua threatened, cause the devil can't do you no harm. God knows that. Joshua beat the battle around Jericho, around Jericho, around Jericho, where the walls come coming down, down, down. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Jericho. Go blow then ram horn, Joshua. put the battle came to you know. One, two, four, four, then the lamb, ram, sheep horns begin to blow. The trumpets One, begin two, to sound. Two, three, four, then Joshua two, three, four, shouted, "Glory!" And the walls came tumbling down. God knows that Joshua hit the battle of Jericho. From Jericho. From Jericho. Well, Joshua hit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Whoa.
0: Well, the walls came tumbling down, down. Hey, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> that really happened, folks. The walls did come tumbling down. That's history. Praise the Lord. Okay, chapter verse 4 in chapter 1 of uh, Revelation. Now, John uh, to the seven churches, which are in Asia. Now the Lord wants us to have a sense. He wants us to be able to sense that He is living in us. Because if you don't have the sense that the Lord is living in you, then you don't have the sense that you're saved. And you don't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do its work, His work in you, to, uh, check you when you're, or to Rebuke you when you're going someplace that you're not supposed to go or that you're doing something that uh, you're not supposed to do and uh, We have to have a sense of who we are Now if we know that the um, That the sense of life is within us We need to point to that way of life. We have to uh, Point our spirit our soul our mind to the kind of life that the lord is uh attempting uh in us by our sensing him in us uh, we need to do we need to um point to that way of life why do you think the lord is living in us it's simply because he wants to point us in the right direction to by his life he wants us to see what he wants us to do so we need to to first first to cause others to know that the life of god is within us also and lead them the people that watch us lead them to know that they have the sense of this kind of life in them as well so there's no possible way that we can lead them to that kind of life unless we uh have that life in us, and we have to sense that it's in us. Uh, that's having good sense. Now, there's uh all kinds of people today that are leading people according to their opinions and their lifestyle, and the way they think, or their opinion uh, of what they think that people should do. But there's no proper, right way of life, Uh, Unless we are, um, unless it's the Lord. There's only one way, and that's the Lord's way. Any other way is wrong. Secondly, with the help of the ministry. The ministry of the Word of God, uh, which I'm doing right now. Spiritual literature, spiritual preaching and teaching. And the testimonies of other people. Uh, we need every kind of a testimony that there is in this world to be around us. In other words, to keep us pointed in the life way. And um, this is done also by other saints regarding the clearance of their old past. They have to clear that away. And that will cause them also to have a lot of feeling or a deeper feeling regarding what needs to be cleared up or changed or terminated in their own life in their own past we cannot cling to the past we're new creatures and we must cling to that which is new we become new creatures in christ jesus but when people just tell people you know, for uh I found out that for years the people at the church were not quoting scriptures to people. They were just saying, You can't do this. And baby Christians would come and they say, You can't do that. You can't do this and you can't do that. And I said this uh, this is not the way that I was trained. I was God put me with a very godly woman, Susie Alamo and uh she would explain the scriptures to me saying why you can't do this and why you can't do that and i don't need some person to tell me you can't do this you can't do that because i can tell that they don't know what the scriptures say in the first place because if they did then they would tell me what the scriptures would say when i was a baby christian this goes back 44 years ago and susie explained the scriptures to me anybody that uh, is trying to portray that they have a sense of life in them, that they have the sense of God living in them. They don't sense that at all. If they don't sense it, it's just a matter of time before they hit the deck. They're going to go down the drain. They'll be shipwrecked. You can't do this. You can't do all you do is cause people, do Christians, to leave the Lord because It isn't that simple, folks, to say you can't do this and you can't do that. That isn't Christianity at all. Wherein the Bible says you can't do this and you can't do that, it doesn't. The Lord tells you what you must do. And he expects us to pass that on to other people. So we have to have a sense of him living in us. And he says that he'll draw that word out of us. The word of god out of us if you study the word of god then you've got god in you because the word of god is god and it's easy to uh let the holy spirit lead you i think it's wonderful because that way all i got to do is to study the word and fill my uh spirit with it my soul my mind and then uh, let the lord deal through me to others Or for the Lord to deal with people. The Lord is much more powerful than you or I. I don't need anybody telling me you can't do this and you can't do that. If people tell me that, I want to know why. And if you have any concern for your soul, you're going to want to know why too. You can't do that. Why can't I do that? The Lord dealt with me personally. And I really appreciated the way that he did it. One night, Susie and I were witnessing on Hollywood Boulevard, on the corner of Cowinga in Hollywood Boulevard. And um, Susie wanted to go home because I didn't know it. She didn't know it at the time that she had cancer. And she felt weak. I said, oh, Sue, let me stay out just for a few more minutes. And the Holy Spirit came down upon me and says, get her home. And I got her home, and uh, all then the Lord started pouring out uh, rebukes upon me, and I screamed out to the Lord all night long, What's the matter, Lord? Don't you ever, when she wants to come in, you bring her in. And, of course, later I found out that she had cancer, and it didn't make any difference. I had to go on a fast, and I had to pray. But some people have no sense of God in them to the point to where they never fast. If you ask them, if they uh, the Lord puts it upon me to tell a person, the Lord is telling them to fast because they're not conscious of the Lord in them. They don't have any sense of life in them. And they start crying and weeping because they're not of the Lord. Oh, they get so many headaches and stuff. It doesn't make any difference how many headaches you have. Sometimes headaches do come when you start fasting. But after a day, if you ask, uh, if you pray to the Lord, Lord, take the headache away. It will go away because by his stripes you were healed. Uh, So anyway, all night long I had to pray and pray and pray the forgiveness from the Lord. Don't you ever do that again. There were many things in my life that needed to be cleared up. I mean, you know, I was into rock and roll music be- just before I got saved. And uh, for years. But they did get cleared up. I got uh, all that out of my system because I'm not the same as I was before. Uh, a big-name basketball player came to me and says, uh, Can I serve the Lord by playing basketball? Or can sports figures... uh or continue playing basketball, football, baseball, all these different things? I told him no. Did Jesus play basketball, football, baseball, ping pong, volleyball, all these different kind of bows? We well, don't know, but I mean, this is the new age. The age of the Lord. Everything remains the same in the Bible. It's, uh, we are now new creatures and we're into a new realm. We're in the spiritual realm. Amen? Amen. The things in my life, the former things in my life, got cleared up as time went on. Uh, Nobody had to tell me, you can't do this, you can't do that. The Lord would convict me and show me not to do it. So as I grew in the power of God, uh, he, the fullness of him, grew into me. To, such, uh, to the fullness of the stature of the Lord. And I, I'm still growing, though. If you're really studying the Bible and doing everything that you're supposed to do, you're still growing. The Lord, uh, it never gets stale, the word of God, if you're uh, reading in the Spirit and praying in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. How could anything be boring? Uh, how could God be boring? How could the life of God be boring in you when he's guiding you? If you're conscious of him guiding you, but if you're not, you just figure, well, I'll follow the leader, I'll follow Tony. Well, God has things for you to do more than what I'm telling you. Don't you think? Well, then you have to be conscious of that uh, yourself. So it uh, isn't really a feeling or what I believe it is. It's a sense that the Holy Spirit is guiding you. You have to know. You have to have the sense that the Holy Spirit is guiding you and directing you. That we need in order to lead other people to uh, clear up their paths according to the dealing of the Holy Spirit within them. It isn't that their flesh is going to feel anything like that because their flesh isn't going to feel that what in your flesh can tell you what to do spiritually the flesh is dead to the spirit and the spirit is not uh, has is not involved with flesh with the exception of uh, attempting to mortify your flesh to deaden it to put it to rest to put it away What I'm telling you is accordance to the principle of the Lord, the Lord's salvation, and can help others to truly grow in the power of the life of God, God's life in you. Actually, we need to turn our life over to God, and he turns his life over to us. Who gets the best of the deal? We do. Our dead life of dead works and carnality is of no value. We need the Lord in us. The degree of ending the past. A lot of people say, how far should we go so far as putting an end to the things of the past? The things of the world. How How far do we have to go with that? Uh, To what degree should we proceed with that? Well, degree, uh, find uh, Romans 8, 6. Degree is expressed in Romans 8, 6, chapter 8, verse 6. Here is the degree that we have to put an end to our, line, our former life. Uh, so, so it says Romans 8, 6 as life and peace. Go ahead, read it.
2: For to be carnally minded is death.
0: Okay, so to be of the past is death. To be leaning on who you are. Well, this is just the way I am, I hear so many people say. And I can't change. And I won't. You will either change or you are dead. You're carnally minded. To be carnally minded is death. Read that again.
2: For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace.
0: All right, life and peace. Well, you have eternal life to be spiritually minded, to have the sense that God, that the life of God is living in you and working in you. But to be led by your flesh, you're still dead. Well, this is just the way I am. I hear so many people saying that. Well, the way you are, my friend, you cannot get into heaven. You have to be led by God's life living in you. You have to uh, put, you have to mortify your old life. You have to put it to death. You have to become a new creature in Christ Jesus. I've already showed you that the ending of the past is based on the sense of the Holy Spirit within you. You have to sense that God's Spirit is in you and listen to that Spirit in you And be careful that you don't misinterpret anything that the Lord is saying. Just know that when God is in you, that we must live godly lives. Otherwise, God will not live in you. He lives in people that want to live godly lives. We must let go we must let go of our former life and let God lead our lives in us. You have to have a sense that he's leading you. You have to depend on him. You have to pray to him, say, Lord, am I going I'm doing the right thing or what? So it is the sense of God's life within us that is showing us. Showing us and leading and guiding us in His way, this way, to get into us through the inner anointing of the Holy Spirit. And because of the ending of our past, or our past, our life, or our life is based on the sense of God's life actually living within us. Now, the procedure is the same as that uh, mentioned that i mentioned to you in romans chapter 8 verse 6 but we're going to read now romans chapter 8 verse 5 and 6 and these are the words of god that you must adhere to these are not you don't have to sense that you can read this it isn't the whole the holy spirit has already laid this down on paper for you to follow so, you don't have to seek it any longer. You know that this is it. Go ahead and read it, sure
2: For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh.
0: Yeah, do you mind the things of the flesh? Do you want to know? you want to go to the ice capades? you want to go to uh Disney World or Disneyland? Do you want to go to Seven Flags? Do you want to... uh watch the miss america contest or the miss universe contest you want to do you care about these things Do you want to uh, go on boat rides to uh, you know do this or that, uh go to uh, movies and watch them all the time or do you like studying the word of god or do you like bringing messages Do you like to hear messages uh what so read it again the uh, verse five and then six
2: For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Yeah, they
0: love the world. They love the things of this world. So you mind the things that your flesh loves. It doesn't make any difference if the Lord says, don't eat lobster, crabs, pig meat, and things like that. But I like it. I mind the things of the world. I love the taste of pork. I love the taste of shrimp and crab legs especially Alaskan crab legs and and lobster and all the other things that God has forbidden people to eat. Next thing you know, you'll be eating worms. And there's a lot of people just figure that there's no rules and regulations. And they are eating worms and they're eating buzzard meat and rats and um, mice and rabbits, things that are an abomination unto the Lord. We're not to eat that stuff so it's their way now they so you mind the things of the world you see other people of the world eating that stuff and even sniffing it and enjoying this rotten filthy uh, uh, smell of these things well rabbit uh, tastes just like chicken i've heard people say that and so does rattlesnake look (laughs) then why not eat chicken amen if it tastes just like chicken, then eat chicken, because that's a legal thing to eat. Now, what else? So, read but, it. Finish reading okay. chapter 8, verse 5 and 6.
2: For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit.
0: Yeah, the Spirit, the Word of God. The Word of God is Spirit in is life. And therefore, the Lord says, Follow the things that I have uh, the prophets... And the saints, the apostles, write down. If you want to be spiritual. But if you don't want to be spiritual, you just want to thumb your nose in God's face. Well, you're going to pay for it. Because uh, some of the things uh, like that may not send your soul to hell unless you're doing it in defiance to the Lord. But you will die young. You will die young because they're not—they're not food. They're actual vacuum cleaners that vacuum the floor of the ocean, and uh, pigs that uh, clean up the face of the earth, and buzzards and uh, uh, cormorants and bitterns and uh, eagles, following the spirit, or minding the spirit. Now you mind me. Well, the Lord says that's minding the spirit. The Spirit says, mind me. I am trying to get you a longer life and get you into heaven. Now, mind the word. Mind me. The result, therefore, will naturally be the same. Life and peace, if you mind the Lord. Long life here on earth and eternal life in heaven and peace with the Lord. Now, the Lord tells us to, uh, on this earth, how uh, he tells us to be meek. Did you think that that means to be meek before man? If you do, well, you uh, you're interpreting the word of God exactly the opposite of what it really means. It means be meek before the Lord. Okay, the Lord says for you to be bold before man. Be bold before man. Bold! Well, this, but we want to be meek before man. No, the Lord says be bold. Be courageous. Be very courageous. Be very bold. But some people think that if they can, you, did, you can't even hear him talking. They think that's humble. Or that's, uh, being, uh, peace loving and so on and so forth. It isn't. It's disgusting. When people don't even mutter or they just go, when you say, well, do you, are you going to do that? And they go, "Mm, uh mm, oh. Uh. The Lord says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And be very bold and very courageous before man. You know, if I was going to, uh, I'm not trying to impress uh, human beings at all. If I was, I'd be a liar like the politicians. I'd be a politician. Therefore, I'm not looking to please homosexuals by telling them, oh, you can get married. Oh, it's all right. Or lesbians. Or those that commit adultery. Oh, God will forgive you. Tell me in the Bible, where does it say that? It doesn't say that, folks. He doesn't... Uh, forgive I mean after you've been saved I'm telling you now he'll forgive a homosexual if they repent and an adulterer if they've never been saved before and they repent or people that are drunkards but he will not forgive you if you have been saved and you're still lusting after and you're married and you're still lusting after other men or women He's not going to forgive you. You might as well forget, forget about it. And he says, as uh, Jesus said, if you just even look upon a woman with lust in your heart, with lust, I mean, I just want to have sex with her. I don't want to marry her. I don't want to support her. I want, I don't care what the, the Lord says it's worse than an infidel. If you have children, you don't support me. You don't support your wife. I'm going you know i love to have sex and I'm going to just have sex with a woman she has kids, so I'm leaving. you're worse than an infidel, and an infidel is going to hell, and they are also uh so if it's worse than an infidel uh, and there's different degrees in hell and there is, where do you suppose you're going? You're going to the lower parts of hell amen amen so life and peace. Are the degree to which we are required to put an end to the past. The life in peace. In other words, we have to go all the way. In other words, if you're going to get on the train, you have to get all the way in the train. Amen? Yeah. You can't keep half of you outside or the bus or the airplane. I don't think you'd want to do that, would you? If you want to have, uh, be in Christ, you have to be in him and you have to let him all the way in. That means you have to forsake everything from the old life, the old past, and let him come in and do his thing. And God's thing is life and peace. Life and peace. So that means that you have to clear up all the uh, the past. You gotta put an end to it all because you're a new creature. You can't live partly in this world and partly in the spiritual realm. You can't live partly in the carnal world and then partly in the spiritual world. We must follow the demand. The Lord demands. We must follow the demand of the Lord's spirit within us. He demands He's a dictator. To take, um, to make restitution, to confess our sins, to uh, eliminate an improper end. Because the Lord doesn't want you to have an improper end. He wants you to eliminate that. And he wants to get you aboard. Children, get ready. There's a train a-comin'. It don't cost anything for you to get on. It takes faith. Amen? Amen. So you got to get on board. Children, get ready. There's a train coming. It's a gospel train. You don't have to do anything but have faith and get on board. You can't be hanging onto one of the poles and uh, uh, letting the train drag you down the track. You have to really get on board, folks. Amen? Amen.
1: Get on board.
0: So, he wants to establish uh, us by us abstaining from using unclean things that we used in the past and to end our old way of living. Because if you're in the old way of living, you're not living at all. Amen? Amen. Not spiritually, there are people that say that they are Christians, and yet they are molesting children, like the Catholics, and they're homosexuals. How can they say they're Christians when the Lord wants them to clear all that up? Amen. Amen. He wants them to um, be cleared of all their sins. And stop molesting little babies, little children. And, you know, uh, people that are complaining about this and want to put them in jail, that's not going to do them any good. They need to be born again of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. And put those things away. Even their own children they molest. Wow, and there are so many people in this church that said that, that their dads molested them, or their mothers, They don't have anything of the Lord in them whatsoever, these kind of people that do that. So when we're feeling the strength of the Lord in us, in his uh, enlightening spirit, then we become satisfied. We have the Holy Spirit within us. We have peace. Hallelujah. We have life and peace. To live carnally is death. But to live spiritually, we have life in us and peace. A peace between us and the Lord. And you're just not going to have that. Now, you can say, well, we're going to drown our sorrows by eating a pork and a Alaskan crab legs and lobster. And all these things just to defy God even more. So we're also, by the Holy Spirit of God, being peaceful. The Holy Spirit is full of peace and security. And secure and full of the presence of the Lord. If we've made an end of our old life, uh, the things of the past, and we still sense the lack of fullness... In manifestation of life and peace, we may be sure that we have not followed the Holy Spirit to the utmost. So, uh, what to do is you gotta start seeking the Holy Spirit to, uh, rebuke these things. Now, I'm saying these things because in the, uh, first chapter of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, John to the seventh, churches which are in Asia uh, power be unto you and peace peace that passes all understanding from him which is and which was and which is to come well where is he going to come he's going to come back to earth amen, amen. that's how I got familiar with the Lord is when he first told me I tell everybody in this room that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. He's coming back. Well, we've heard that so much from everybody else. I know, but I heard it from the Lord himself. Okay. And you better pay attention to what the Lord says. Otherwise you're carnal and you're not getting aboard. Amen. Amen. Which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his a throne and one of those spirits is the spirit of the fear of the Lord amen amen so the spirit of the Lord now verse five seven spirits of the Lord verse 5 and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness. Oh, Jesus, we read his testimony and we see he faithfully followed everything that the Lord God said to do. And he said, now come and be like me. Come and follow me. He didn't say to imitate me like some false prophecy. He said to be like me. Come and follow me. We can't follow Jesus unless the Holy Spirit, the life of God, is in us. We must have the life and peace of God. We can't live carnally any longer. There must be a change. We must change from one of these worms into a butterfly. Caterpillars are ugly, but butterflies are beautiful. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, well, others, you know, like Elijah, and uh, um, have, have been uh, taken up to heaven without dying. But he came back in the spirit uh, in John the Baptist, and then Enoch the same way. Well, you say they were not they were not uh, uh, risen from the dead, but it says that, uh, and we talk about uh, Lazarus. Well, he was raised from the dead, but actually he was just in limbo. Uh, he was sleeping. The Lord said, and he was dead, but uh, his spirit really hadn't departed that uh, far uh, from him, and he, uh, the spirit, just went back into him. But this is the first begotten of the dead, from among the dead. He uh, and he is. Uh, given a place in the kingdom of heaven that nobody else had at the time. So he was the first to sit in heaven, ruling heaven and earth. The first begotten of the dead. And the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us. Uh, He loved us so much that he kept every commandment. So that his blood would be pure enough to wash away sin, all of our sins. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. He does that by our having faith in that. Verse 6, and hath made us kings and priests. Now he's the king of all of us kings. And the Lord of all of us lords. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Well, he has dominion over Satan and all of Satan's imps. As a matter of fact, he has so much authority over them that he's uh, bound them, and he's going to throw them all in hell in the lake of fire. And that's one of the things that Satan knows is that his time is really up. It's over for you, Satan, the blood of Jesus against you and it's just wonderful that the lord has allowed me to do something uh to you to warn everybody about you and to tell everybody about you and to give everybody information as how to stay free from your dirty filthy lies and your uh fake dominion you don't have dominion anymore even we our sons of god we have Total dominion over you. We have power and dominion over you. You have no power over us whatsoever. And I love that. And the Lord said so. Verse 7. Behold, Jesus, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall be, um, will see him. Well, then, you mean these guys down here that are saying that they're Jesus, that they're not really Jesus? Yeah, that's right. They're not Jesus because I never saw them coming in clouds and neither did anybody else. Amen? Yeah. So the real Jesus will be looming over the universe and uh, everybody will see him. Whether it be day or night, everybody's going to see Jesus coming back to earth again with angels. Did you see these phonies coming with uh, angels, tens of thousands of angels and saints? <laughs> and... Uh, a shout of the archangel, no, there's just some Mexican or just a Latino person in Miami, he says he's Jesus. <laughs> and people believe that idiot. But we, that's why it's important to have the word, because you can see how Jesus is coming. Behold, Jesus comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And even those also which pierced him, that uh, put nails in his hands and feet, piercing his flesh uh, and his side his and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so amen. well, I don't see anybody wailing because of him yet but they will shortly because they'll say oh my god he's real he's uh here he is and look at him my god it's the most frightening thing we've ever seen in our lives they're going to be praying for the uh, rocks in the mountains to fall on them but not those of us that know the lord we're waiting for him to come and when he does we're going to shoot up into the kingdom of heaven to meet him as he's coming to earth then we're going to turn around and come with him to watch the destruction of all you people that refuse to let the life of God live in you and you're going to be so ashamed you're going to be so ashamed folks so ashamed and incidentally I'm not uh Spanish I happen to be Jewish and um I'm a Romanian Jew. <laughs> Hallelujah. So hundreds, uh, my real name is Bernie Lazar Hoffman. And I'm Jewish and I, I'm a, one of the end time prophecies. The Bible said that we Jews would be preaching to you Gentiles, you Gentiles in these last days. So I'm coming at you with full force telling you the real truth. So, you know, You figure well how could anybody know the real truth jesus is the truth he's the way to heaven he's the truth of how to get to heaven and he is the life that you need living in you to convict you of your filthy sins that might be hanging on you you have to put an end to your carnal life completely because to live carnally is death But to live in the Spirit, to live in God's life, and for God's life to live in you, is life and peace. Peace between you and God, that is. All right? So, he's coming in clouds, and every eye on earth shall see him. And that means that blind eyes are going to open up. Blind eyes are going to open up and see him. Every eye shall see him. Even the eyes of the dead, yes. Because God will unearth graves and uh, mausoleums and all that. He'll bust them open and the people will look at him and say, every eye. When the Lord says, every eye shall see him, that means every eye. Amen? Amen. Uh, and shall wail because of him. Praise the Lord. If it's so. amen. Then Jesus says to John, verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega. That means I am the A to Z. I am the all-encompassing Christ. I am the everlasting everything. I am the A to Z, the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning of everything and the ending of everything, saith the Lord which is I am still he says and which was and I was before I was on earth and I was even before earth and which is to come The uh, and then Jesus says I'm the almighty I'm the almighty God and you have to deal I'm going to deal with you Now you will willingly deal with me here while you're still alive on earth or I'm going to come back and make you sorry for not allowing me to deal with you. I'm going to whip you like a son only you're not sons you're demon-possessed people. I'm the Almighty, the Lord says. I'm coming back which is to come, the Almighty. Verse 9, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulations. So he says, you people are going through tribulations. I'm your companion in tribulations. I'm going through tribulation too. I'm in chains over here on the Isle of Patmos. And because of this, because I'm so faithful, the Lord is showing me all these different things that are shortly to come that will shortly come to pass i'm your companion in tribulation but i'm not uh, upset about going through tribulations because i know that it's soon going to be over and i'm going to be in paradise and those of you that are on earth should not be worried about going through tribulation no 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 one uh is without tribulation you know people can laugh and go have parties and stuff but when the party's over there's nothing for them they're in their, their rooms or their cheap two-bit pads that they're living in. And the gloom comes upon them because they know they're not saved. They have no peace. I, John, who was also your brother in uh, tribulation. And your brother in compa- and companion. I'm your companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of jesus christ i am in the kingdom of christ i'm in the kingdom of life i'm in the resurrected kingdom hallelujah where christ is i was in the Isle that is called Patmos, for the word of god i was put in prison myself for the word of god i didn't do anything wrong uh not to god or any ungodly thing but people thought that I was hurting them when I was telling them the truth. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in chains for the testimony of Christ. All right, well, my time is up for uh, reading scriptures and explaining the gospel for uh, to you. But we have some letters, so let, where's the first one from?
2: This is the continuation of the letter from Billings, Montana.
0: Okay, in my hometown, then what?
2: I had a prophetic word given to me in 2005 saying, I saw a ship. The way is being made for your passage, and you are going to use your natural talents, and when you get off the ship, you will use your spiritual talents and go halfway around the world. This ship is going to India, and then it's going to go to North Africa, and then it's going to be like a chain reaction. Don't look to the way God has provided for you in the past. It's not going to happen that way. Your life and your ministry is not over. The greater part of your ministry is in front of you. Don't listen to the devil that your ministry is over. God has anointed you for a powerful work in him." I am looking for that ship and have kept this prophecy in my heart and in prayers since it was given me more than three years ago. Does your ministry travel by ship? Have you seen the ship I seek? Your literature says you provide a place to live with all the things necessary for well, life. Well, you know,
0: Jesus is that ship. We get aboard Jesus, and he gets aboard us. And uh, that's he's the good ship that takes us, or the gospel train. Get on board, and he, we get to go to heaven. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what?
2: Your literature says you provide a place to live with all the things necessary for life to all those who truly want to serve the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah,
0: and they keep the rules uh, of the church. And we have rules just like everybody else. Of course we have rules. Then what else?
2: I believe it was not an accident that I have your literature in my hand. There are no accidents in God. My prayer is always, Lord, bring those people, places, and things into my life that are meant to come. Not for my sake, but for the glory of God which lies within, and that which you are doing throughout. Also, Lord, help me to see the earthly from heaven's point of view. Amen. Please find and close a document for your perusal that is written because I was asking the Lord questions. Mostly why, and the paper is the result of the answers he gave to me through the How much books. more is there because we're out sentence. of time?
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: Please correct me if I'm wrong. Looking forward to hearing from you. May God richly bless you. Elaine from Billings, Montana.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. It's good to hear from old Montana. Well, our time is up and we need to pray now uh, to get on board. Come on, good people, there's a train coming, it's the gospel train, and you don't need any money to get aboard, you just need faith. So jump on now by saying this prayer to the Lord, say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul a sinner. You say this prayer and you'll be saved, you'll be aboard, and you just have to keep praying and reading, studying the word of God. I lord my god i believe that jesus christ is the son of the living god and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all our former filthy sins and i believe that you father raised jesus from the dead by the power of the holy spirit i open the door of my heart and i invite you into my heart lord jesus holy father holy spirit into my heart Jesus, wash all my filthy former sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. Therefore, I thank and praise your holy name, Lord, for saving my soul. Now, share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 754-754. It's free of charge. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape.
2: Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479 479- seven eight two seven three seven zero. That's four seven nine seven eight two seven three seven zero. Or fax to area code four seven nine seven eight two seven four zero six.
0: All right. Uh, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo again saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message from the Lord Jesus Christ for a reading from the book of Revelation, which means that you can understand it now. These are the end times. And uh right now this is myself uh Singing for you a song uh, Called Mr. DJ
1: Mr. DJ Would you please play That rugged cross You know it saved me And it gave me The hope I thought I'd lost I was a doubter down in outer, drunk tender heat in L.A. And a radio station brought me salvation with a song my mama used to play. Mister DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross? You know it saved me and it gave me the hope. I thought I'd lost. I heard Jesus was no stranger to the beggar Of the street. He gave them more than gold and silver. He gave them something to believe. Mister DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross? You know it saved me. And it gave me the hope of all I've lost. Hallelujah hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah. hallelujah, 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 I'm still a hope, and I still go where those four winds carry me. I'm not worried, cause I know he is walking down along with me, Mr. DJ, would you please play that old rugged cross, you know it saved me, and it gave me the hope I thought. Save me and it gave me the hope of